Welcome to the 13th episode of ML Backstage. My name is Mars Luna. And I'm Ethan. And we're introducing this podcast straight from the sixth dimension. This is a music commentary podcast hosted by just Kainalu Kamai and Joshua Luna today. Holo's off the grid for the next two months, but he'll be back in the summer. Anyway, my surprise double single, Trapped in Space, is out now! And the boys are going to reveal their perspectives on everything social media related. (laughs) Earthlings, grab your popcorn and let's get started. Back to planet Earth we go! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 13 of the ML Backstage Podcast. Today I am joined by the Hawaiian Hama himself. Uh, K-pop enthusiast um, Kainalu Kamai. Uh, how's it going, bro? I am doing alive, doing well. <laughs> same old, same old. Same old, same old. Yeah. Oh, by the way, how was Vegas, bro? How was Vegas? Vegas was fun. So it was a trip that my dad and I went. Originally, it was supposed to be my stepmom and my baby sister, but uh, they got sick, so we ended up pushing the mm. trip that was meant to go skiing in Colorado. And then my dad ended up turning into a father-son bonding trip to go to Vegas, which mm. we ended up did going skiing or snowboarding all day too. Right, right. Yeah, because I remember you were texting us the whole time when you were here. And I, and I was jokingly like, you know, thanks for the invite, Ab, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, we were trying to meet up with you too, but it was kind of yeah, like, nah. it's kind of busy. Yeah, I, nah, no worries. I was, I think I was busy too, so it would, it wouldn't have really worked out anyway. Um, Technically, I saw you. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's on me, head boy. But, um, but yeah, we're, I'm joined just by Kainalu today. Um, Holo is uh, not going to be here for the next two months because he is currently training right now. He's off the grid, um, but you know. As I say on um, our group chat, you know, in order to get the dream job, you got to get the dream girl first. So <laughs> that's what he's on right now. But nah, nah, I'm just playing. But anyway, um, I guess for me, um, I'm going through a pretty, it's been a pretty hectic month as far as like, you know, I'm going to get into a little bit. Uh, get into some of it in a bit but I'm going through I've been going through a pretty wild transition life transition over the past like month or so and and I'm also preparing for a Mars Luna show coming up um Vegas show on the April 29th at Recycled Propaganda um and this I this episode will be out before the show comes so um if you're in Vegas um pull up you know what i'm saying like it, it should be a fun and eclectic show um and also i'm about to get into um just released a double single for mars luna called trapped in space and trapped in space is basically uh, a double single that celebrates the lost in space third year anniversary so uh, Mars Luna's first album, Lost in Space, celebrated its third birthday. Um, still my favorite project. Uh, one of my favorites from Mars Luna. Um, as evidenced by you know, the colorway of this shirt here. And uh, 
you know, I feel like it was Lost in Space was a pretty special project because um, there was a lot of uh, opportunities to perform the record and a lot of opportunities to kind of, you know, to kind of explore um, what's out there, you know, and that was kind of like the, the best memories with Lost in Space. And I enjoyed that record so much that, you know, my mom saw me uh, jam uh, a few of the songs on ukulele one time and she was like why don't you why don't you just release some you know what i'm saying and this is 2022 right so you can just release pretty much whatever and people won't uh won't really budge or really uh have their eyes or eyebrows raised right so you know it was a classic example of why not you know and trapped in space was essentially an experiment so at the day of this recording, it is April 14th, and Trapped in Space has been out for two days. So uh, if you want to stream uh, Trapped in Space, if you want some ukulele flavors, go right ahead. It's out now on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, and Trapped in Space was an experiment. It, it was a test in a way that was kind of like, you know, I want to see what happens if I don't promote uh, the next songs that I'm, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like if I was going to plan a surprise release and I wanted to see what would happen um, if I just dropped something, because that was something that one of my friends told me I should do. And she's a professional, like, you know, kind of low key famous um, artist. So shout out to Reagan Capace for uh for that advice and i followed it and you know it was it was pretty much what i expected so far and like i said it was an experiment so um experiment between the correlation between social media and creativity it's this tension between creating for the algorithm or creating for the love of it so nalu i want to ask you this question how do you feel like, you know, with the social media age coming around and like having a stronger presence than ever before, how do you think social media impacts your work as a photographer or as a creative period? When I first started my photography, I promoted it on Instagram and way back when Instagram first started, that's when social media was slowly kind of getting around and Instagram was probably the latest and most greatest thing you could have as an app. And I believe that took off maybe in the first couple of years of having my photography on there. It grew, I see a lot of likes, a lot of comments, but fast forward to now, it seems as if Instagram has changed more towards video creation and a lot of content. Yeah shows less photos as opposed to videos. So for example, yeah. my photos now don't get as much likes and comments as they did before, but it's mm -hmm. kind of slowly going back up again, but it's just mostly focused, I guess, more towards video work. And a lot of people pushing, even my photographer friends, they're pushing a lot more video reels, all kind of behind the scenes, stuff that I kind of did before, but wasn't I guess popular back then yeah now, <laughs> right right now, that's now so it's really hard to kind of keep up with 
the algorithm as right. like, it's not the same as it was before. Difficult. Right, right. Now I, I feel it um, because I feel like, you know, a lot of, you know, people who create or people who make any kind of art, there is this, this sense of like, do I really want to promote what I really like or do I just kind of appease, um, appease what's working for the algorithm? And it's kind of a weird thing because I feel like the more sophisticated social media has become, I feel like, you know, it's done more harm than good, even though there is some, you know, even though there is some good in the sense of like the connectivity between like, you know, you and a random stranger can be stronger than it's ever been. Right. And you can still build relationships and stuff off of social media. But um, it's hard to kind of determine what you what you think people like, because the algorithm, it caters to you, basically, or what they think you like. And the, the type of stuff that, you know, they think that you would interact with. So it, it's one of those things where it's like... I, if they kept it simple, right? Cause you know, like Kiss's, um, Kiss's models keep it simple, stupid, right? And sometimes simple is better. And what's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's true. And true. They, they, Instagram specifically, uh, they, and even Twitter too, they've gone lengths to kind of like, to kind of overcomplicate certain things that were already working and you know, it doesn't make, it's asinine to complain about it, but it's just, it's just a reality of it, you know? So you got to just continue to adjust and continue to kind of like be okay, be more flexible with your approaches and, and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a very, very weird dynamic. Uh, so I guess, you know, it kind of flows seamlessly into the next question, but what are, the pros and cons of making music or any kind of art really in the social media era, as opposed to like the era, like say the MySpace era? Oh, oh that's, that's a big question. Uh, let's see. I can start with the cons of, let's say, for example, my photography work. As of now in this digital age of crazy social media, this, uh, I think some of the hardest things for myself or as a photographer is even though I promote my work a lot to social media and I know everybody always sees it, it's just mm -hmm. somehow it's not breaking the barrier again. So it's, it's stuck in a system of where is it? But then once in a while it'll show up in the explore page and like, Hey, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Like, just trying to promote my work a lot. It's still not getting the attention as it did before. Right. I wish they never ruined the whole algorithm thing. Yeah. But that's that's fine. I can always just keep doing what I do. And somebody always messaged me for a photo shoot. So that's not too bad. Right, right. What else could I add to that? Um, it's actually more harder for old time photographers or even people that's been in this any kind of scene for like mm -hmm. a while. Because now all these new people are coming in and sad to say kind of stealing our thunder and our, our lighting went yeah it's, yeah 
whoa, these guys, these younger younger kids are going higher than we are. We've been in the yeah. seat for longer than they have, whether it's photography, music, or video making, or anything else. Yep, they figured out the system quicker. They did, yes. Because the system kind of, you know, kind of adapted to to them, right? Like like a classic example is TikTok. That's true. TikTok. Like TikTok is, you know, the metric of success for TikTok is insane because it's like it's either you go you either you go viral or you don't, right? So, and yeah. it's more about like how do you leverage that momentum that you build instead of being like a one hit type one hit type thing. And I remember um, like when I was working on Dark Matter with Tom and Morgan, when I started working on the process again, Tom sent me a text one time that said like, I hope this album gets attention. And that made me raise eyebrows a little bit because you know, it, it to me, it showed that he cared about the album, right? But attention is not necessarily like, like, okay, what do you mean by that? You know what I'm saying? Like it can't, because attention can have a positive or negative connotation, you know, because sometimes not all attention is good. You can, you can get publicity for the wrong things sometimes. And it's just like, okay, like it made me reevaluate what, like what my goals actually, mm. actually are, as opposed to like what, what other people would, would view as success. Right. So it's kind of weird because because like even like with music i would say in the social media era like you have to create things that catch people's attention within the first eight seconds or something like that or the otherwise like the apps that you use don't consider your app as or your content as engaging Right. And it'll be pushed further down the algorithm because of that. So it's just kind of it's kind of weird, you know, Um, and even like songs, like songs in general, like the way songs are made nowadays, they're not like they're not like, you know, four minute songs anymore with like with like a verse, chorus, verse two, chorus two, bridge or whatever. Like the songs are are kind of like two minutes long now you know you know what i'm saying because it's just like you know you're you're trying to fit as much as you can within like two minutes and i'm and it's on to the next thing already you know like you know i i heard this um this stat that says that like i think the average have you heard this like the average human being's attention span is like 8.25 seconds or something Something like like that that, and the and the average goldfish's attention span is like nine seconds (laughs) so like human beings have a shorter attention span than a goldfish does yes and and scott says that you have a goldfish memory all the time which i do (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of funny because for certain things not everything yeah for certain things but it's kind of it's kind of interesting like how you know these apps they kind of like they kind of test your attention span a lot and it's just like okay this is this is cool but what's next what's next what's next what's next you keep you know, swiping down or like, you know, here's the next video or here's the next song or 
you know, or whatever. Like, I feel like even since I mentioned the MySpace era, like the MySpace era musicians, I think they will have a harder time adjusting to, you know, the way songs are made now. Mm -hmm. I mean, some not, this is not to generalize, but it's just more so like, because, you know, we're, we're from that era. Yeah. Right. So I, I wonder like how, you know, like if I release the songs that, you know, I worked on now um, and take it back to like that era. I wonder if, you know, sometimes I wonder if like things will be more things, if we were more, people are more receptive to actual, to music in that era, you know, and it's just a random thought to think about. It's funny how like, you know, eras and stuff change so fast, you know, like even, even on Instagram, like with, you know, with photos and stuff like that, where it was like in 2017, you used to just like promote, you know, like create like a long story through several different posts, you know, and now it's like, we try to come, you know, trying to put them all together in one and onto the next thing. So it's, it's just weird. It's just weird stuff like that, that kind of um, intrigue me, you know, and I feel like if I wasn't making music, I wouldn't be on social media at all. I don't think I would, I don't think I would entertain it that much, you know, um, cause I didn't have, like, I didn't have social media till I was in high school. So I don't remember what, I don't remember what MySpace was like for me in middle school or, or anything like that, because I just, I just didn't think about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like, considering like I'm a private person, I don't really like share too much in front of the public, you know, not public, but like in real life, yeah, you know, um, it would be weird. Like if I were an accountant and being on social media, it would be kind of, it would be kind of weird. There would be really no reason for me to have a Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, any of that. Like music is the reason why I have social media. And like a lot of the music, you know, musicians and creators and photographers and what, or whatever, um, profession art wise that you do, you kind of need social media to, you know, build some kind of equity and build, you know, some kind of business, you know? So it, it, it's funny how social media used to be like this cool thing that people kind of used to pass the time where, and now it's like an integral part of your business. It's, it's kind of wild. Um, but thinking, uh, going back to like just strictly music, um, like say fast forward five to 10 years, what do you think, Nalu, the future of music will look like? Oh, that's a good question. Well, because I dwell more towards the EDM electronic scene and- And, and Korean. And, yes. <laughs> right, right. That's so I can only answer to those two, but I'm gonna go with more K-pop since I'm mostly in that spectrum of music. Yeah, yeah. and so, for the- oh, sorry. 
sorry, just just clarify. Um, for the Spotify and Apple listeners out there, Kainalo is wearing a K-pop jacket, by the way. It so, is. And if you know uh, Luna, please support them on Queendom. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, need, you need their help. You need their help. <laughs> all right, all right. So, support your local uh, K-pop girl group, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. It's okay. No, no, no. So, uh, I guess, oh man, five to ten years from now, talking about Korean pop music, mm-hmm. I believe it's going to be one of the next biggest genres of music because as of right now, they actually have a lot more presence in America and the Western side of music, mm-hmm. music companies. Yeah. So they've been promoting a lot of their groups to go tour in the U.S., uh, worldwide, not just Korea. They even have, um, I believe, another company that has auditions being held in America for a, a K-pop group, but based in America, which is interesting. Oh, wow. I'll be like the first Americanized K-pop group to, I guess, debut. I'm not too wow, sure if that's still happening. That's but big. It's really big. And K-pop is really global. And if you think about it, it's almost like a universal language in a way, especially, for example, everybody knows BTS. So that's course they're all they're all over the world speaking of bts they were um they were in vegas uh this past weekend yes they were on the grammys was it the grammys no well it, yeah the grammy it was the grammys yeah. was I don't, I don't know like i know the, they're, they're the grammys, a show. What, what show was that they, they had a show at allegiant stadium uh this past weekend yeah my friend was over there <laughs> yeah so and i was at the i was during this i was at the strip like that um like that week for um for for something and uh like they like the bellagio fountains they they were they had like a show to commemorate to welcome bts over to you know what i mean one example yeah that's a classic example so like they had they made the fountains like purple yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah. yeah because that was their color and everything and like it was like all over the local news too so I just thought I'd bring that up because you mentioned BTS, yeah. but continue. So, yeah, so with the K-pop scene, I believe it's going to keep growing. And even right now, I use Discord. So the Discord mm-hmm. app, I primarily use it for all my K-pop related stuff. And right now we have voting sessions uh, because our, our K-pop girl group Luna is on a uh, kind of like a survival show in Korea called Queendom. And right now, they're competing against other third, fourth generation K-pop groups, uh, even a solo solo singer. So right now, we're using the Discord app to communicate with each other to kind of help promote voting strategies, how to stream the YouTube videos to give them more views so they can get a chance of winning a spot and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So that's another thing about the k-pop scene with discord and other social media voting apps because you can use that to vote for your favorite artist or group or whoever and kind of promote their music towards that that way right i think that's i think that's cool um interesting yeah no like um yeah i feel like you know like you said k-pop is kind of it's it's slowly creeping into like the western you know, Western parts of the United States specifically, and BTS as a whole kind of helped. Kind of um, <laughs> they they kind of helped expand their territory, 
um, into into the United States. So, you know, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't listen to K-pop like that. But, you know, people who the people who listen are, you know, they're dedicated, like, yeah, like, like Kainalu. So <laughs> not to be mean to the boy guys, but no, it's the girls. <laughs> but yes, no, no, no. It's, that's 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 not mean at all. It's yeah, you know, um, they'd be talented. But I think like something that you kind of mentioned earlier with, um, you know, with the discord thing, yeah. I think like in, you know, their music as a whole right now is kind of going through more transformations. Like, you know, they're going through like dabbling in like, they're going into like NFTs, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yep. you know, like that's something that, you know, I might dabble in, in the future with, with Mars Luna, maybe, I, I have to explore that a little more, but I think like, since you mentioned discord, I think like the relationship between the artist and the fans, it's going to get a lot more interactive, especially with like, uh, you know, with social media becoming such a gigantic presence in everybody's life nowadays. And, uh, I think, you know, like I mentioned, maybe like the songs are, getting shorter you know i think right now because like the main genre in american music is hip-hop and and i'm i'm a part of that like i indulge in that you know like i listen to hip-hop more than any other genre out there right now so it's just kind of interesting you know kind of seeing how you know how fan how social media allows fans to kind of you know engage with an artist way more directly but i also feel like you know as a con it it leaves you know fans with a sense of entitlement at times because like people like fans can they can kind of think they have more of a say than they think they do you know you know what i mean but like there are certain elements that are out of like the casual fans control, right? That, that goes into like releasing music, especially if you're an artist within um, a record label, right? Like, because yep. when you're in a record label, ultimately the record label has kind of the final say on what to release on what, you know what I'm saying? Um, whereas like an, in, whereas like an independent artist has more of a direct relationship with their fans, but still like there's, you know, a fan, the fans might want an artist to release a certain thing, but the artist may think it's not done yet. You know what I mean? So there's this, it's like the relationship with um, an artist and its fans. Uh, I'm going to use this analogy. It's like, you know, you're, you live in a house, right? And you have like a bunch of, you know, there, you have a bunch of like spectators that are, you know, surrounding the house. They can only, the, the spectators can only see what's going on through the window, right? Yeah. If the, if the window's open and, and sometimes like these spectators can make rash decisions based off of what they see through the window uh, as a, as opposed to like 
really understanding like what is what is actually going on and i feel like social media as a whole not just what not just in a as it applies to music and artists but also in the sense in the sense generally right like you think you know more than you actually do and the one thing i do miss is like the sense of like secrecy or the sense of privacy that a certain that an or mystique that an artist has you know although i do love the aspect of like communication and having a direct line to your favorite artist or your favorite you know celebrity whatever i feel like there needs to be a barrier sometimes and the barrier uh the barrier kind of protects like an artist's aura or like you know what i'm saying like an artist's mystique or whatever so there needs to be a balance and i feel like if it if that doesn't if that's not solved i feel like sometimes like artists can feel like they're being intruded i feel like that might become a problem so you got to take the good with the bad and everything and and i feel like even or even like with um i see this on twitter more than any other um any other app but like i feel like people sometimes um they they devolve into the hot take right like the hot take is the flashiest take you know regardless of whether the take is right or wrong like the the most outrageous take is the one that's going to carry the most amount of weight and i feel like you know that can that can damage like somebody's like reputation or somebody's credibility or whatever, just based off of that one hot take. And, and I don't want to say like, Hmm, I'm not, I'm trying to word this correctly. Um, you know, and sometimes like it's so reactionary, like it's a lot of, things that happen on social media generate engagement by um how reactionary it is instead of like really doing research and you know figuring out the truth for yourself you know it's like oh this person said this oh i'm gonna drink the kool-aid now you know what i mean and just and just uh i'm just gonna you know follow what's cool what follow what everybody else is doing subconsciously but you know it's i feel it all comes to say like the relationship between the artist and artist and fan is is pretty tricky and you know and if if things kind of progress the way they are the artist and the fan are gonna actually kind of be at the same level as opposed to like the the artist kind of having like a level plane over the fan type thing and i get it like i get both sides you know but i feel like you know there 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 just needs to be a good balance and um you don't you don't you don't really want to know everything you really don't otherwise like you know the people the artists that you look up to aren't really going to be people you're going to look up to anymore you know so the heat it's that hero complex 
type thing. Um, I could ramble on about that all day, but <laughs> I want to go to, I want to get to the next question. Uh, so would you rather create your own opportunities or go where the opportunities are? Oh, that's a very interesting question. I'd have to say both, but what, what would I go with? Uh, let's see. Both is an acceptable answer. Okay, well, you can go with both, and then maybe I'll see what I can figure out with either one. So mm. since I chose both, <laughs> creating my own opportunities, I would say is actually a lot of fun, a lot of fun, a lot of good things. It's more of my creative mindset or my own projects that I want to do. Nothing really planned most of the time. Sometimes I would just wing it or decide, hey, I'm going to just do something today or do this today or so 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 forth. But the bad thing about that is what am I going to get out of it? Is it really for business-wise or is it just for fun or right. am I really going to commit to it? It's not not a bad thing, but sometimes it's, I look at it more as just free time or stuff that I can do on my own if it's not anything work related in a way. Yeah. But as for going where the opportunities are, that's, to me, that's a little bit of a bigger take on what I would try to go for, mm -hmm. depending on what it's for. So, for example, if it's for photography, of course, I'm going to take any opportunity there are for my related photography skills or whatever they need me for. Mm -hmm. That's going to help me progress furthermore than what I'm doing probably right now. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. If not, it's good experience or a good learning and maybe even some extra money because I do need money. <laughs> right, right, right. right. You know, we're, all, we're all struggling artists. We all know it. <laughs> yep, yep. But I think I'd still choose both. But if I had to really, it would for where the opportunity is because you never know where yep. it's going to take you. For example, if I took a opportunity to be a Nat Geo, oh, I'm, I'm gone, I'm leaving. Or right, exactly. Yeah, somebody booked me for a photo shoot in Korea. You know, oh, I'm you, gonna, you, you, bet, you, bet your, you bet your rear that you're out of here. You're out of there. I'm out of there. <laughs> hey, they, they needed somebody to cover the, the war in Ukraine. I'm going to him. <laughs> right. Yeah, anywhere you need a photographer, hey, send me. <laughs> right, right. I'll do it. Now, I feel like that was a really good answer. That was a really good answer to the question. Um, I asked Colo this question last month before this podcast even, um, is before this podcast happens. And he said that he would, he would create his own opportunities. And I guess from from his perspective, like that make it makes a lot of sense yeah, for him. Yeah, it is. For, for him, it makes a lot of sense. Um, he's he is, you know, in a way, like you said, like both. He's doing actually doing both right now. But um, I think because there to me, like there's layers to this question. Like it actually goes very very deep. So I'm gonna preface it by by uh, reading an Instagram caption from local Hawaii creative style leaf. Uh, shout out to Kanako, never met her before. Oh yeah, I can. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, you and Holo know her. Um, but she put something like this on one of her like Instagram reels. So she says, I always get asked the question, would I move out of Hawaii and live in another state? Instead of chasing opportunities, I'd like to create them. So my answer leans no. I hate seeing locals leave. I miss my friends so much. But I understand no one wanted to leave. They had to. I don't want to get priced out of my own birthplace and I'll do everything I can to stay. So I relate to that, to that sentiment wholeheartedly because, you know, I left because I left Hawaii in 2014 because another opportunity came up. And, but, you know, there's, it is, I think this might be a Hawaii thing, but, you know, like if you ever leave, you know, you ever leave Hawaii, you bring the aloha, you bring the culture with you wherever you go, yeah. right? And and that's never been more evident than you know these last couple of years. You you know you don't learn to appreciate something until until you're gone, right? Or until you're no longer in that specific space anymore. And that's human nature, you know. That's but I'm not excusing you know the fact that you know you don't really appreciate things while while you're currently in it, you know, and I feel like for the longest time. So to answer that specific question, I, for the longest time, I thought that I thought that the best way to go about things was to create my own opportunities. And for the longest time, like I tried, like I tried my hardest to be like, you know, I'm going to figure this out by myself. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do things my way. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to figure it out. Like, because that's how I've survived. I've survived by kind of figuring things out on my own. And, you know, in or but in order to go from surviving to thriving, there needs to be, there needs to be changes. There needs to be, you know, you need to take chances, right? So... Sure. So I tried to create my own opportunities for the longest time and as an artist, and I feel like, you know, it's cool to create your own opportunities, but I feel like that idea now is based more, more on fantasy than it is on reality. And like you said, Nalu, if you're like, if there are opportunities elsewhere that may be beneficial for you and your growth, you take it. Yep. That's, that's the bottom line. You take it. And like, I feel like with say with it pertains to Mars Luna and like, uh, you know, his trajectory right now. Um, I feel like mm, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without revealing too much, but he's reached an impasse. And that was because of me trying to do do things my way or do try to you know hope that you know an opportunity kind of comes out of out of thin air by creating my own opportunities if you were to create your own opportunities there needs to be a solid foundation to build on you know in order for you know these opportunities to manifest itself right um, there needs to be some kind of something to kind of 
to launch on. There needs to be something to kind of build on. And otherwise, like your opportunity, your, the opportunities that you try to create are just going to be theories and they're not, and they're going to just be dreams instead of like realities, you know? So I feel like where I am right now, um, for me personally, as well as Mars Luna, um, I would, I would rather go where the opportunities are. And especially seeing like where Vegas is now, like in what Vegas is, is building towards, it's going to be a real interesting thing seeing what Vegas ends up, uh, ends up like in 2030, because Vegas has changed so much in the past eight years that I, seven and a half years that I've been here. And, you know, it's a, like we've had a sports team um, that's been around for four years, a hockey team, a professional hockey team. We had, we've had, uh, we have a football team now, you know, you know what I mean? And we, we have a, a WNBA team, a uh, women's basketball team. And, you know, we're, ha we have a minor league baseball team now, and we are about to have an NBA team. You know what I'm saying? Like Vegas is, Vegas is becoming what it wants to become. And, you know, I'm just trying to see like where I, you know, where Mars Luna fits within that, whether that his trajectory or my trajectory is heading in the same direction. So like in, in essence, like, are there opportunities, were there opportunities here? Absolutely. There have been opportunities here, but where are there, but are there, you know, greener pastures ahead? I don't know. The only way to know is to find out. Yeah, that's right. So I would say, you know, some people say, you know, you, uh, the grass is greener where you water it, right? But what if there's no grass to water? What if the grass is dead? Straight mud. <laughs> Straight mud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that that's kind of an interesting you know dynamic with that and also i want to i want to say this before we close um you know social media has kind of developed this attitude with from fans to artists about like there's this conversation about who is slept on and who is not slept on or what you know what i'm saying um but i want to say like outright that Mars Luna isn't where he wants to be yet. And he isn't where I want him to be yet, even though there is some growth, uh, which I'm thankful for. I don't think Mars Luna is slept on. He's absolutely not slept on because to me, slept being slept on is an entitled mindset. Instead of complaining about, in, instead of complaining about being slept on, you can use that energy to be, get better at your craft. There you go. And instead of complaining about being slept on, use that energy to become undeniable. If you're slept on, if you are underrated, if you are placed in those categories, it just means you're not the best yet, you know? And, and some, people some people have that it factor, some people, some people don't, right? And some people say that it's hard work over talent. 
I would say that you need both. You need hard work and you need talent. And in order to get to where you want to be, um, you know, you just, you gotta, you know, develop better relationships with people, um, whether it's through fans on social media or whether, you know, it's whether building the right relationships with the people that, you know, that you need in your corner in order to succeed. Um, you know, you're, you're, if you think you're slept on, you're not. If you, if you have any kind of fan base, you're not slept on. You're, you're doing great. You're doing fantastic. So I don't know, like, that's just, that's just a perspective that I wanted to share uh, before we, before we close this thing out. And, uh, you know, just, just kind of do the work necessary and um, just be, just strive to be the best at your craft and, and at whatever you do, you know, and I'm saying that for me, I'm saying, I'm saying that for me. So I'm not um, exempt from what I just said. So Nalu, appreciate you coming on. Um, it was, this was a fun conversation. Um, and uh, I'm going to close us out with uh, the social media stuff. So, um, so you can follow me on social media at, on Instagram at Luna B. Joshua. Um, you can follow Mars Luna on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at It's Mars Luna. Uh, stream Trapped in Space on Spotify and Apple Music and Bandcamp, Tidal, wherever you listen to music. Um, and be on the lookout for new for new songs for the summertime. Yeah. Um, we go. Uh, huh? You won't be disappointed, everybody. <laughs> no, and, and no, you will not. You will not. Um, it, I, I'm just gonna say that we're go, we're keeping it within the family in this in these next couple songs. So let's let, let's just put without spoiling too much. Um, you can follow uh, Mars Luna's website at itsmarsluna.com, and you can subscribe there for newsletters and stuff and early updates, so you y'all won't miss out. And um, I'm trying to think, and uh, subscribe to the podcast on on YouTube, on uh, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to us. Um, appreciate everybody who's been listening uh, so far. I know it's like a small group so far, but I'm I'm appreciative of y'all, and I just want to thank you, um, Nalu. Uh, Plug whatever you need to plug, bro. Plug Luna or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was my last one. Uh, anyways, uh, for everybody that has a camera, I can see. Uh, you guys can follow me on my Instagram at online oh, photography. Oh, crystal clear with the DSLR quality. Yes, yeah. sir. You can actually see it. Also, I'm just going to show you. I have TikTok. So, yes, I do have TikTok. I use it for mostly a lot of K-pop and funny videos that I can create, but facts. Apparently <laughs> I have one that's 27.9 thousand views. Oh low key viral. Okay, I see you. I All see right. you. Anyways, hey. that is my oh where is it? Right shout there. That's the TikTok. Hawaiian Opa, there it is. Hey, and shout out shout thing. out to the Korean community. You know what I'm saying? Yep. K-pop community. There we go. And then lastly I got right here, Twitter. Mostly for oh there you go. K-pop stuff and whatever random stuff I post, but yes, that. There we go. 
same same thing on discord the same name too yeah. uh, what else? also if you are a fan of k-pop and no idari sonyo aka luna please <laughs> to we either we gotta make a win and hey, i'm uh, wearing my bias number one girl vg right hey, here so hey, let's, hey, let's go let's go let's but go that's all i got <laughs> and so i'll i'll plug all of those uh social media all the social media stuff in the description so you can follow uh follow kainalo on instagram at nalumon photography and tiktok and twitter at hawaiian opa yep. on tiktok the there's an underscore right yeah okay opa. so okay I'll, I'll uh hawaiian opa tiktok hawaiian opa with the underscore between hawaiian and opa and twitter at hawaiian opa with no underscores and uh stay tuned for the next episode because we're gonna have we're gonna try to get a special guest on so nice. um so stay tuned for next month and i'll see you guys in the next episode shoot a recording has stopped trapped in space lost in space let me out ethan speak for yourself i'm living my best life here cap <laughs> Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the ML Backstage Podcast. If you liked what you heard, follow us on Spotify and Anchor, and subscribe to us on Apple and YouTube at ML Backstage. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Mars Luna, and you can find all my music on Spotify and Apple Music and on my website at itsmarsluna.com. Trapped in Space is out now, so go stream the double single on Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you all for listening. We're looking to have a special guest for next month's episode, so stay tuned for that. <laughs>